things in, in this country anyway, things happen a little faster uh, in ring. Uh, people don't sell matches. They sell the they sell the moment, which I hate. I think it's awful. I think it's terrible. I am correct. gentlemen we welcome you back to your favorites usually weekly show we're back in our record glory this is give me the book your favorite wrestling podcast my name is still is mike Halloy, and with me the el guapo of professional wrestling comedy and uh, professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo guys thank you so much for listening i know we have been a bit absent life does what life does and uh you know so we had to live life but we are back and uh we we got a lot to cover so it's very exciting it has been the three weeks of wrestling have commenced and we do not know where to start it's a lot a lot to talk about uh full disclosure we were supposed to record last monday um and uh unfortunately i was just came, uh, came back from my bachelor party and i was useless i yeah. you guys would not want to hear me talk you guys i don't think i could have hit a record button to be honest with you mm -hmm. so um but this is unfortunate because if we had the recorded last week i would have talked about how amazing wrestling was because wrestling was back full swing in front of the live audience we would have talked about money in the bank which is still well which was incredible we would have talked about aw five fast night two which was incredible we would have talked about nxt having back-to-back -back incredible shows we would talk about smackdown being one of the best smackdowns of the year which has already been going strong we would have talked about slammiversary which we still will it was still it would have been riding high and i didn't think this week was quite as good for wrestling to be quite honest with you but we can talk about that a little bit later on. I do think we need to uh, delete, in my humble opinion, and so let me know if you disagree, is Money in the Bank, the first WWE pay-per-view in front of a live crowd since WrestleMania. I actually disagree wholeheartedly. I think what, what was delete for you, should, sir, I think we should take it back to ROH Best in the World, and I think we should go from in chronological order of the events as they took place so we had best in the world first then we had slammiversary then we had money in the bank because at least that way we get to then talk about you know the events that then happened in a more sequential way as my mind works anyway going chronologically makes all the, all the sense in the world we just lost half our crowd so fair enough let's start off with ring of honor best in the world i did think it was a really good paper for what yeah. it's worth i thought it was um uh, uh yeah just a really good business i thought um the rh pure championship remains one of the best book championships in the world i think that john jonathan griffin is one of the best uh wrestlers in the world man to be quite honest very unfortunately he as far as i know only wrestlers for ring of honor does not really cross over to the big leagues um and good for them but i, I do want to see there's just so many great matchups for him out there you know i mean all the other pure wrestlers who are i, I would love to see him mix it up with yeah, I think right now, you know, ROH finds themselves in a very interesting position. But 
I, I do want to start off with saying shout out to ROH. I mean, throughout pandemic, throughout even before pandemic, they were able to maintain their uh, their world title status, which I found to be very, very impressive, given that they are with Sinclair. So while a lot of people have the ability to see them, also a lot of people have the ability to not see them. So um, to have in a crowd there for them again was great. They did a, they've done a great job with this pandemic sort of creating their own base in Baltimore and, and, and having their own setup and making sure they could do their own TV in a space they could consistently go back to and use, which is very, very smart. But uh, yeah, to your point, Jonathan Gresham is really one of their stronger um, wrestlers on the roster and him and Mike Bennett had a tremendous, tremendous match. The ROH Pure Championship is just really a lot of fun um, to me because the guys kind of build their character around their matches. And I think Jonathan Gresham, the octopus is a prime example of that. So one, I think his I think his nickname is cool. I think his presentation is cool. The guy walks to the ring with an octopus on his head and it, in his ring style, it very much he lives up to that name and he lives up to that moniker. I thought they had a great match. I thought, and this might be a little out of order. I thought EC3 and Flip Gordon uh, had a very, very fun match. And I think Flip, this incarnation of him suits him really, really well because he's not a likable guy. So why not just be who you are and and then go from there? Uh, yeah, yeah. EC3. EC3 can, is, is a, I did not expect him to be as effective as a babyface as he was in this match, especially being significantly bigger than Gordon too. Yep. You know, AC3's best known, his best work, and, and still is, is, uh, you know, as an entitled heel of the 1%. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being like towering over Gordon, it's, it's, but, you know, you kind of don't expect him to be so good at getting sympathy from the crowd and then from people watching. But he was, he was really, really good. This was, a, this wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, definitely. I agree with as that. The, I, again, and and uh, just, uh, again, sorry, we're, going, we're all over the place, but I, I just want to give a shout out to Mike Bennett because I mm -hmm. think he probably had, if not his best match ever, certainly the best match he had since he signed with WWE back in 2015, I want to say 2016, whenever that happened. Yeah, um, yeah. He, killed I put, he killed it. He definitely did. I mean, Mike is such, he's, my, I mean, I remember Mike when he first started and he was like a body guy and he really has turned into a really, really good professional wrestler. I think this match and the match that he had with Nick Aldis for the NWA world title when NWA was starting to run their shows with no audience. Uh, this is like before they brought power back. I thought the match that he had with Nick Aldis and the match they had here with Gresham are the two best matches uh, that he's had. And I mean that uh, as a high compliment because those these are really just two excellent, excellent, amazing matches. And realistically, you do not get to have matches like that all the time. So uh, big shouts to Mike Bennett on that one. And we also had like I think we had Josh Woods versus Silas Young. Uh, which I thought was very compelling in a last man standings match. I think Josh Woods is a tremendous, tremendous prospect. Ring of Honor does a really, really good job, and they have historically, of really bringing up their own talent, building up their own talent, uh, and making stars of their own talent. I think Silas Young is such a consistent hand. I think his gimmick is awesome. As uh, the last real man in professional wrestling, I thought he was an excellent world television champion. And, um, you know, those two, these two were actually a really formidable tag team before pandemic hit and then pandemic sort of blew everything up and uh, they made the right call to sort of split them off. And, you know, Silas doesn't, you know, his body is deceiving. 
Uh, you wouldn't think that a guy like him can do the things that he's done, but I've seen him brawl. I've seen him scientifically wrestle. I've seen him high fly. He's a very, very excellent professional wrestler. And these two had a very mean, uh, aggressive last man standing bout. And I thought that, uh, you know, on the same, uh, in the same vein, I thought Brody King defeat, uh, beating Jay Lethal, I thought was good as well. Again, yes. new talent and, you know, kind of using one of your, Probably, mm -hmm. you know, at this point, the the GOAT of Ring of Honor, maybe, Jay Lethal. I mean, just... Oh, yeah, he's he's their franchise guy, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, using him to build build new talent. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brody King won in a the really decisive fashion, even though it was a 10-minute match. I mean, it felt mm -hmm. more, you know, kind of not quite as squashed, but certainly I wouldn't call it competitive. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they, you can tell they have big plans for Brody King. But I thought the main event was fantastic. Really, you know, uh, a surprise... You know, with the world championships, we are so used to, I think, seeing the uh, world championship matches be this, like, epic, especially when the title switches, right, from a dominant champion. It's this, like, epic back and forth, whether the, the baby face really has to dig down inside and, like, cross over and take, you know, and, and dish out punishment that dominant champion just never faced before. And this was, this was not the case in the main event at all, and this was so refreshing. This was pro wrestling in terms of how you book a monster heel, dominant heel versus a, a white meat fight from underneath uh, charismatic and presentation babyface. This is actually how you're supposed to do it. And everybody gets strong and no one loses a thing. Uh, I love Roosh. I love Bandito. Of course, there are certain elements of the match I didn't particularly care for, but that is to be expected in a Roosh match, quite frankly. But I think Roosh, uh, he understands the rules as much like, yeah, disqualify me. <laughs> He's like, disqual I can keep it. It's your main event. Disqualify me. I don't care. So he gets around it in that regard. But yeah, it was one of these things where, and I think, unfortunately, too many major wrestling promotions over the past few years have tried to do this very stereotype. The, the baby face has to dish out more punishment than the dominant heel has ever seen and did it. Nah, man, sometimes you just got to catch the guy. Sometimes you got to hang in there and catch him. And I will say this to everyone right now. Roosh versus Bandito has been my favorite pro wrestling finish of the year because it made the most sense in terms of who Bandito is, who Roosh is, and how they have really booked Roosh for the past two years and his stasis within the company. If you're going to take the title off of him, you need to take the title off of him in such a way that you know he could get it back. And all of a sudden, him eating three of Bandito's finishers and just laying there, just unkind like that. No, you you got to bring the, There's got to be more to it. You got to bring the guy back. If you're eventually going to do some sort of dominant win like that for Bandito, you do that down the line. You don't just do it right there. That finish. I mean, the match was really cool. Um, they got really showy at certain parts, which I again, I expected it's, it's Lucha Libre and it's Roosh. Uh, but that that finish, dude. Oh, that. Oh, that's pro wrestling. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's good shit, pal. That's good. Yeah, it was good. It was excellent. As somebody who was a, who was a fan of Jay White uh, during the, the, his uh, original rise, I, I knew you loved it because that's yes. if I'm thinking that's pretty much how Jay White beat uh, yep. Okada. You know, yep. right? You yep. know, Okada didn't lose the title because you know we won the epic Okada matches. No, right. he, no. He he, he got he, caught. He got caught. And that's exactly what happened here. So yep. no, this was good business. Really, yes. really good business. Really good business. Oh, before we forget, because I don't want to pass this up, Dragon Lee did defeat Tony mm -hmm. Deppin for the excellent Ring of Honor. Yeah, excellent. Now, I, know, I remember because I've never heard of uh, Tony Deppin before. I was yep. like, wow, who's this guy? This yeah. guy. 
he can go. He's really, really good. Stefan is really good. He took the title from Tracy Hot Sauce Williams. And, uh, you know, shouts to Tracy for that bit of business. Hope he's continuing to recover. But, yeah, uh, Deppin is excellent. Uh, Dragon Lee is like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dragon Lee. I'm a fan of uh, L- so, LIF. In Super Junior Championship a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, one of the one of the standouts. Yeah, definitely one of the standouts. So we have that. Also, you know, it was a, kind of a hard night, aside from Jonathan Gresham retaining the pure uh, title. It was a hard night for the foundation as Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson, and Homicide defeated Jonathan Gresham and Rhett Titus. Now, Jonathan Gresham had to fill in uh, because one of his crew members, uh, I believe I believe it was Tracy Williams, was medically uncleared to compete, obviously. Um, and uh, Violence Unlimited took the, took, the, uh, took the world tag team titles off of them. So, you know, now the foundation does not have the world tag team titles. They went one for two on the night and one for three uh, one for three, one for three. Because, yeah i'm sorry uh, you're right yeah jay lethal yeah you're right so they went one for three and uh they're they're having a hard time there also you know before we forget the briscoes have made up and they defeated brian johnson and pj black as well as shane taylor promotions which is shane taylor moses and khan defeated dalton castle and his boys uh eli uh Issam and dak draper uh that was a six-man match for the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Championships, which Shane Taylor Promotions has had a pretty strong stranglehold on for some time now. I do like Six Man World Tag Team or, or World uh, uh, Trios titles. I like that concept, always have as a child. So it's cool that ROH has that. I think from top to bottom, they put on a very, very excellent night of professional wrestling, and it didn't feel exhausting. It didn't. It didn't feel like I don't think. I don't think one match went over twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Gresham versus Mike Bennett went 1921. There was not the need to exhaust audiences because you can, quote, get your shit in in a certain amount of time. The main event went 16 minutes, and that was all the 16 minutes I needed because that was mm-hmm. fun. That, and it was also like fun, intense. And I was like, Roosh is going to kill Bandito. Like, I was like, he's going to kill the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, would you give me that point where I'm like, I'm seeing the baby face just get flung about in the main event, like, Roosh is just throwing this guy haphazardly. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Roosh was just flinging him and all. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to destroy this man. And to see Bandito uh, be able to pull off a huge upset over a very dominant champion. Yeah, again, I thought it was, like you said, we don't have much that. I'm glad we covered it um, yes. because this was a really, really, truly excellent show. Um, mm-hmm. And again, with, there's just, it's, it's really good. You know, there's just a lot of good wrestling on the way. I don't know where it rated as far as like show of the year or anything like that. It's just, there's a lot of good stuff going on, but, but it's yeah. not necessary. I yeah, think it's, it's not necessary. It's, it's, all I'm going to say is it deserves your attention. I know yes. a lot of people watch a lot of wrestling and Ring of Honor does not get brought up as often just because there, there's just so much going on. There, there's so uh, much going on. Why you wait to check it out? Yeah, I, I think Ring of Honor does really, really excellent stuff, especially during this pandemic. Um, the things that they were asked to do years ago, they're finally doing now in terms of setting up their own base of operations. Um, and, and honestly, that served them really well during pandemic. They even have a whole special in terms of the protocols they took, putting wrestlers up in hotels in the Baltimore area. Really great stuff. The way they present their product, the professional wrestling is really, really excellent. If you want to then uh, vie for a title, you have to then basically apply to be put in the rankings. So like, you can't just be like, well, I'm going after the world title now. It's like, well, you have to have a certain number of wins and then make an application. So a guy can go for the world television title. They have to apply, be accepted. So the way they present their pro wrestling makes a lot of sense. Um, in it, in it, and it's still, it's like, uh, as we say in, in, in hip hop dance, it's brand new old school. So it was very good. 
Speaking of, let's let's move on chronologically to another pay per view. I think um, you know I would argue we we said on the last show that this is the promotion of the year so far. I agree with it. It is uh, Impact. I do think that nobody gets as much um, talent or good stuff out of their roster as Impact does. Yes. You know, using whether it's using guest stars, using uh, you know bringing talent in from nobody uses that, and nobody tells better stories than Impact. Um, that does make, in my opinion, again, may, I'm sure you disagree. But they probably use a little bit rough. I just don't think the wrestling talent is up there, even as good as our age, to be honest with you. But their stories are good, and they can, you know, it's it's a fun watch, even if the matches are not like five star affairs that you have to, you know, go out your way to see. And when the when the wrestling measures up to the stories that they're telling, then it's awesome. Um, and I thought Slammiversary, with that said, was a fun show. Um, again, I still think it's worth the watch. Maybe not the full thing, but certainly aspects of it. I think their X division has always been a strength for them. Um, and I think they highlighted it once again. Uh, you know, if you don't know these these names, um, Josh Alexander, who is the champion, who uh, actually uh, came in as a champion and left as a champion, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Petey Williams, Rahi Raju, and Trey Miguel. I thought this match did a great job of like showcasing not only the division as a whole and be like, hey, Luke, check out these amazing athletes that we have, but also each individual character. Like, I didn't know who Rohit Raju was, and I was rooting for him halfway through the match because I'm like, this guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love how clever he is. I love, and he's good rest. Like, all these yes. guys can go. Uh, mm-hmm. P.D. Williams is a legend, Canadian yep. legend at this point. Uh, Chris Bay and uh, Ace Austin have been kind of the standouts and, uh, and with impact for a while now. Uh, I believe Chris Bay was a former world champion over there, or did he challenge for the title? I believe he was the champion, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I don't know if he ever won the world title. I don't know if he challenged for it. I know he challenged for it. For it. Yeah. Few, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Trey Miguel is the guy who picked up a win over Sammy Callahan not too long ago. He's the new guy they've been building up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they just had a really fun, uh, I think it's called it's called the Ultimate X Impact Match, which is kind of their version of like a ladder match, but without the ladder. Instead, you have to climb a cable. Uh, a cool stipulation, and they had a lot of fun with it. And just I thought it was a banger in front of an opener. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really good match. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, Chris Bay, a former X Division champion. Ace Austin, a former, uh, you know, X Division champion, former two-time champion. Uh, Rahi Draji, you know, very, very good. Also a former X Division champion. Uh, Trey Miguel, excellent. Um, Josh Alexander. Excellent. He's a machine. And the X division historically has been so interesting to me because it's gone through multiple incarnations. And I won't say this is my favorite incarnation of the of the X division, but it's up there. I mean, it's hard to compete with, you know, I mean, some of Joe and AJ Styles in that. Right. But at the same time, man, you've got guys like Josh Alexander putting on just epic matches. I mean, you know, his Iron Man match with TJP and, you know, stuff like that. So it's really kind of helped establish, reestablish the X Division and really show the X Division isn't just a high-flying guys. It is a solid uh, secondary title that is so important that it can do Iron Man matches and be a whole show. Um, and it's a good, not even a launching pad for some guys. Some guys, the X Division title has literally been like the bread and butter that has made the promotion pop at certain points. It's like RVD back in ECW with the world television title. When he was world television champ, yeah, you had different world champions. I mean, he kind of overshadowed Taz's run. It's like, yeah, Taz was the champ, but 
RVD was the it was the world television title. That was the thing that was putting forth the consistently best matches. It may not be going on last, but you have the most compelling guy wearing the title and uh, he gets the biggest reaction every night. So I think uh, the X Division title is great. I think all these guys are great. I think they had a tremendous, tremendous match. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as far as uh, next steps, I mean, right now, Josh Alexander looks to be the, the, the guy from Impact, at least prime. Yes. Uh, to challenge Kenny Omega. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's the guy who they they setting up is the, the next man up, so to speak, in the promotion. Um, you know, and, and I think he's excellent. I think that them, the, them two can have an excellent match. And I think it's well-deserved. Josh Alexander has been as hot as anybody in that promotion. Um, but the other match is that I really enjoyed was the main event, was Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. Um, I genuinely did a suit thing that Sammy was going to take it back. We, we've done a previous for this match beforehand. Uh, a little bit surprised that he didn't. I thought it was, um, you know, I'm generally not a fan of a brutal matches going uh, almost half an hour because how brutal can a match be if you can withstand the punishment for that long? Uh, but they, they, I mean, the finish was, it was, it, they got a holy shit out of me uh, with, the, with the, you know, putting uh, thumb, thumbtacks in the person's mouth and then, and then kneeing them. Um, so that, you know, that's something. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was it was a proper brutal match. It was a, 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 a kind of a, I don't want to say standard because it diminishes it, but from a level of brutality, it was a, a standard Sammy Callahan affair. You know, if you follow his career, you know, this is kind of what he does, especially when he's in the main event. He knew there was going to be blood and it was going to be brutal, and uh, that we we got that from the from the match. I thought. Yeah, I think that we definitely got that from the match. I think Kenny Omega has really done well to build up his incarnation of the belt collector. And I think it's just consistently getting better and better uh, because he's allowing himself and his character to morph in ways that are very helpful. Him being world champion is doing wonders for impact. Um, and uh, I can't, I think again, with the, with Kenny's Kenny's arc and his development is such as that, Look, man, he is he is the belt collector. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. He's also a fucking nerd. So it kind of plays into like he's like, you know, he's, he's believing his own hype to the upteenth degree. And he's the he's the, you know, tough fighter world champion who all of a sudden starts sleeping on silk sheets. So the whole demeanor changes. So I like that interpretation of him. I don't think it's getting a lot of credit. Um, I don't think that a lot of people are really seeing the nuance of everything that he's doing, everyone that he's putting around him, the things that he's doing with his facial expressions, the things that he's doing where he'll make he'll like make a chant or he'll say something utterly ridiculous. That is intentional because he is a heel. But uh, I thought that was, I thought this was a good, brutal display. One of my favorite set Sammy Callahan matches easy. Yeah, very true. And I think. Um... I think the you know as much as obviously um, Impact is benefiting from uh, you know the Kenny Omega AEW rub, I think uh, Kenny's also benefiting. I think this is I think this is the one, and maybe you do disagree with me. And you know Kenny Omega has been obviously world champion before. He's you know world champion numerous promotions now, but I feel like the Impact is the one promotion where you can truly point and say he was the man. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think he was ever the ace of New Japan. He just never no, no. He was no, never no, no. overshadowed Kenny or Tanahashi there. He was, never, he was, he's not he the was, face of the AW either, to be mm -hmm. honest. He doesn't, he never gets the loudest booze or the, I, I can't say he's the best heel, best baby face mm -hmm. in Impact, in um, AW history. But there is no bigger heel at Impact right now. Like, that's the one place where you can point to, mm -hmm. as far as like, place where Kenny Omega has been. Like, this guy is the number one heel of mm -hmm. the company. 
by a mile. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's necessary for him. If you are going to be the man, if you are going to present yourself as like one of the best wrestlers in the world, you should be the either either the best babyface or best heel in at least one promotion. And he finally he can can check that off with uh, with yeah. his impact. Run. Yeah, he can definitely check that off. It was going to be hard for him to be the ace in New Japan for obvious reasons. That was just going to be a very difficult thing. Um, and again, I mean, New Japan's not even wrong for that. I don't, I don't believe one because of cultural things being what they are. Two, you're going to trust a guy you know can stay. So you know, th- there's that element to it as well. I think with impact with AEW, he's coming along nicely. Unfortunately, his 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 introduction was best bout machine. It takes a while to get from that, and also he's he's surrounded by the young bucks who are just naturally more dislikable men. Who do who are ridic- who are even more ridiculous than him in many respects because he's not that type of ridiculous, but definitely an impact. It's been his best showcasing of his heel work um, as as that top you know villainous, slimy, disgusting heel. Uh, on top of the guy who beats him is gonna is gonna be over. You know the guy who beats him and whoever they put in that position is gonna be really really over. So that's cool. Yeah, as far as like who the matches are like in the middle of the show, we, we talked about the opening, we talked about the 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 main event, but uh, in the middle of the show, Chris Saban and the Moose put on a hell of a match. Yep, so sure I, did. I, I kind of maybe let me know if I'm wrong or maybe if I'm trying to be hot takey, but I think I personally enjoyed the match better than uh, the Kenny Omega versus Moose. To be honest with you, no, I just I thought I, it was excellent. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong in that. Again, I've been very clear. I think Moose is excellent. Kenny's. I just didn't like. Again, it's that pointing. It's like that scorpion, get over here type of thing. Like, get over here. Me now. You're done. Let's go. What time is it? Are you hungry? It's, like, it's just like it's too much of that stuff because it's telegraphing everything. And I'm like, if then I see a person running towards the person. I'm like, if you do not move out of the way of this human <laughs> thing right now when I talk to you. So I think this was it was much easier. It was it was quicker. Uh, it was more dynamic. And again, these guys got to just wrestle. Chris Saban is excellent. Chris Saban been excellent for just for well over a decade now. Moose is one of the best in the world. He's really whipped himself into shape to just be a guy of that size to do that stuff. So yeah, they had they had a great match, and uh, Saban got to pick up the win. Yeah, man, Chris Saban is one of those guys that I just wish was a uh, you know at some point, man. I just hope, wish that he could have showcased his talents. Even you know, even for like a stint, maybe he did like you know WWE, NXT, AW, yeah. New Japan for like a year or so, man. Just so people, more people, myself included, would know more about him, man. Because you hear the name, obviously he was excellent uh, as a ta- in the tag team. I believe he was a uh, Motor City Machine Guns, or am I? Yep. Mo- yeah. if I'm, from if yeah. I'm messing it up, oh. um, but uh, you know he just and he was in the Ring of Honor during their prime as well. But just like never seeing him on that on that major level, you, you can kind of forget it and forget him, and you know. This was a good reminder of like, oh, yeah, this guy is absolutely just one of the best in the world today. Yeah, I think with Saban, it's one of these things where, you know, um, I mean, Saban has reached the top of the mountain in TNA. Uh, Unfortunately, it was right before they started making a lot of really terrible front office and booking decisions um, that really kind of hurt them tremendously. But he is a former world champion. Uh, His run was great. The stuff that he did with Bully Ray at the time was really, really great. And, uh, you know, it's and also kind of it's hard because him and him and Alex Shelley, his partner from the Motor City Machine Guns, both guys are excellent. They've also had a lot of injuries. So, you know, when you come off a few ACL tears, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, both these guys have other things that they do um, because 
you know, if anybody, if anyone's listening to this, who's a professional athlete or ever have been, you tear the same thing twice. It starts to get a little demoralizing, takes a little longer to come back uh, and things like that. But he's had a stellar career. He's been in, you know, done some stuff with New Japan and whatever. Yeah. But those other steps, you know, just uh, he never he never went along with them. So uh, but, th but I do think that is important that, yes, he should be able to have been showcased on a, on a bigger platform, even though when he was at the as peak or near as peak with impact, they were still pulling over a million uh, in views. They just had the wrong people in the front office and, you know, the wrong people who weren't even the front office who just had a say in what happened, that things just got really bad. But, you know, he's been showcased on a, on a huge, huge level, but not every. And again, this is the thing. Hopefully we continue to see pro wrestling uh, be so healthy. Not everyone needs to go to WWE. Not everyone needs to go to these. Some some people can actually be like, I don't think that's a good fit yeah. for me right now. You know, like and, Moose being a prime example. And 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 a little a little uh, foreshadowing of what we're going to be talking about later on. Not everybody needs to go to AEW either. Uh huh. Because <laughs> I feel like yeah, there's been a it's been a, a massive exit this one way into the other. But we'll put a pin and come back to it. Um, last thing I want to kind of briefly mention uh for the anniversary is uh, I think uh, Deanna Perosa keeps being a, a really good champion. Um, maybe just below that, like, like top tier female uh, competitors level. Uh, but the person who is on that level is Thunder Rosa, who made her. I believe it was um, Impact debut, if I'm mistaken. Yep. She's, I know she was an NWA, but she's never been on Impact. Uh, I thought they, they had a really, really cool match. Um, Deanna Perosa is headed to uh, two NWA now uh, as part of to confront Mickey James. I'm assuming. I know they're putting together. A female tournament of sorts, uh, or all-female show. So that would be interesting to see as well. Anything you want to uh, mention about the the match or development? I thought it was good. I thought I think I'm a big fan of Diana Pedraza. Um, or I'm sorry, Diana Perosa. I, uh, I think she's very, very good. Um, and I think Thunder Rosa is excellent. I think Diana, the virtuosa, has really settled into her role in that regard. I don't like the idea of there's there's too much happening right now where I think Thunder Rosa is kind of making everyone else's champions, right? Because she like beats Brit, Brit Baker and you just don't see her, you know, like and they like and then the next week I'll never get over this. Like she beats Brit Baker in an unsanctioned match. And the next week, everyone's cheering for Brit Baker in the ring. I'm like, this woman lost the match. She's actually the loser, even if it's unsanctioned and a heel. And a heel. And yeah, so I, I have feelings about that. Oh, we can we can put it yeah. that. If you are, yeah. trust me, we will we will. Uh, I will I'll, I will take a down on uh, on Brie Baker uh, uh, and her in ring skills uh, yeah. in the, later on in the show. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. So so yeah, but I think the match was very good. I think the rest of the card was very very you know solid. You had W Morrissey picking up a big win over Eddie Edwards. You know you had Finn Juice uh, beating Madman Fulton and, and Shira. You know, that I thought was yeah, in, like in, in the minute of squash. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool, uh, which was good for Finjuice. You know, this builds them up pretty solidly because, you know, we may not like it, but pandemic is still pandemic. So travel might be a little weird here in a little yeah. bit if we don't yeah, get Japan, some... Japan is back on lockdown. As far as yeah. I yeah. So, yeah, if we don't get it together here, we're kind of in a tough spot. Oh, we won't. Uh, yeah, right. We will not. We will not. It's not our nature to do things well. Uh, the Good Brothers, you know, winning the Impact World Tag Team Champions again, championships again, beating Violent by Design, Joe Doring, Rhino, uh, Eric Young, Diener, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack, and Fala. Uh, no way. It, I, I think, one, let me just go through the names. You got some heavy hitters in this. So, of course, you got the Good Brothers. You've got Joe Doring, 
uh, former All Japan World's Heavyweight Champion and, and multiple-time tag team champion over there. He's big. Rhino, last ECW champion. Eric Young, multiple-time world champion at, at Impact. Um, and also one of my favorite groups that I felt was underutilized in WWE entirely, Sanity. Um, they were just really fun, should have been more. Uh, Diener, up-and-comer. Rich Swan, of course, former Impact World's Champion. Willie Mack, former NWA National Champion. Um, you just got a lot of heavy hitters in there in, the, in this, John. And, and even this one, they had a very, uh, it felt quick, but it felt appropriate given how many people were in the equation. Let's get to Jay White, man. We got it. We can't talk about we talk about the show without talking about the ending. We are getting Jay White versus Kenny Omega. Still, so, reportedly, so this was supposed to be somebody else. This was supposed to be Andrade. Uh, couldn't work out the deal. Andrade once again <laughs> keeps on just just completely fucking over Triple A main event. God damn, maybe damn. I don't. You know, listen. I uh, I'm not. I have not been. Andrade is still one of the best wrestlers in the world, but I have not been a fan of a single decision he has made <laughs> since he left WWE. But that's for the pin that we'll come back to it. Uh, Jay White. We're getting Jay White versus Kenny Omega. I am extremely excited for it. Two of the best two in the world. Two of the guys with high profile in the world. Two of just or best overall talents. There is, you know, when you talk about that short list of who is the best wrestler right now, or as far as everything, as far as um, how they've been portrayed, how they carry themselves, how they portray themselves, how they um, uh, cut promos, what they're doing in the ring, uh, all the star power. These are the two guys on that short list, and with the weird game match between them. And again, the fact that Impact scooped them up when they're not, <laughs> neither one of them are on their roster. The fact that it's happening on Impact is the reason why me and you said that they're the promotion of the year. Yes, definitely. The for, the forbidden door leads through Impact. <laughs> Let's not be mistaken. The forbidden door leads directly through Impact Wrestling. Uh, seeing King Switch show up was huge. Anybody who knows me knows what I think about Jay White. Uh, you're not going to find better. Uh, full stop. Put a pin in it. No cap. You cannot bring up any wrestler in the world right now that is better than that man top to bottom there because there there just is none there may be people that are there may be wrestlers who are seen by more eyes they ain't better than king switch and they know it so um the guy i mean it, it's gonna be very interesting it's just gonna be to me i'm just very interested to see what they do with it um obviously they're having to scramble do some things because pandemic and whatever else so i'm interested to see what they do um i also believe when you have a young talent like jay white who has been like a top tier for that long. It's going to be interesting. I don't, I wouldn't say that I, I'm not, not excited, but I'm more interested to see what they do than I am excited. Um, also, you know, it'll be interesting to see what it's like when these guys lock up with Jay and how Jay chooses to react to them because generally here things in, in this country, anyway, things happen a little faster uh, in ring. Uh, people don't sell matches. They sell the, their, they sell the moment which I hate. I think it's awful. I think it's terrible. I am correct. Too many wrestlers sell a moment. They don't sell the match. And I'm like, well, then why were you groveling in that situation to begin with? Jay is not one of those dudes, but how does he adjust to working that style when he's used to working anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes here? You sometimes gonna get six. So, you know, we'll see. Oh, Kenny, Kenny and Jay are going to get time. Yeah, Especially of course. It's on impact. Of course. I mean, there's no, no respect to impact. Again, we went through. They have a, a list of up and comers. They they gave 27 minutes to uh to Sammy and Kenny, which did not need to be that long. Right. The, Kenny and Kenny and um, 
and Jay are going to get their time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, him being there, King Switch being there is very, very interesting. Uh, it breathes new life into Impact, breathes new life into into, into, uh, into Kenny. And it'll just be interesting because Jay White is not a babyface. But how do we present him? He can be. Jay White's actually a very competent babyface. Uh, but even with this, while he was, you know, getting cheered and chanted and everything, Jay White has it. Sometimes you can be a baby face and make almost no change. <laughs> you just wind up fighting heels. So even the promo that he cut on Kenny and uh, and the and the the good brothers, you know, which happened later, he didn't change. It was just that he was up against guys who were just more hated. <laughs> so it just became that sort of dynamic. I'll be very interested to see. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. I uh, but also, hey. He also has business with David Finley. So, mm-hmm. so, so Jay is also showing up to impact with a bit of baggage as well, you know? And so, so it's, it's interesting because he has, there's a couple things going on there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see if it's going to stay a one-on-one thing. If they're going to pull the trigger on uh, the elite versus bullet club thing that, you know, have just been talking about for a while. We'll see how much we will happen on impact too, man. Right. That's that part is what fascinating to me, man. The way they position themselves to somehow like, Hey, let's get the guys from New Japan and Impact fight on our TV for some reason. Yep. It's it's incredible, man. And again, whoever's pulling those strings and whoever got that arranged for them, uh, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Hell of a job. Callus. Callus and Scott. Yes. Um, so we finally, after after all this buildup, we finally bring it to Money in the Bank, the WWE pay-per-view, the first WWE pay-per-view in front of live fans since WrestleMania, the first hopefully in a uh, uh, back to regular cycle. I thought it was uh, just an amazing pay-per-view. Obviously, a lot of it has been the fact that they're back upon the fans and listen to the audience has been awesome. Same reason why I thought the SmackDown uh, go-home show was incredible. Uh, I, I just, I've been, I love the booking. I love everything they've done. I thought the Edge, Roman match build-up was actually the first build-up that was better than the match itself, I thought. I thought the match was a little bit overbooked, uh, but we'll get to it. I did think the last two hours or so of the show were just incredible, man. Um, I know you actually let's start with this one, because especially knowing what happened, how do you feel about Charlotte versus uh, Rhea Ripley? Still hate it. Still hate it. Top to still hate it. Still hate it. Top to bottom. Still hate it. We'll never like it. It was wrong. It was incorrect. It was the wrong decision in terms of how it was executed. So let me make this very clear. And I have been and I I stand on this. Charlotte Flair winning in the manner that she needed to win, that she won, hurts Rhea Ripley again, again, again with this nonsense. How much more over does she need to be? Everyone already understands that the figure eight, which is not even, it's whatever, it's it's such a protected move. It, It doesn't do any, she doesn't need it necessarily to win. It doesn't do anything for her. There are a multitude of other ways. Here's the funny thing. Her daddy could always win without the figure for her. Like, so like that. So again, for as much as he emulates copies, even though her footwork is not nearly as good, uh, she continues to win. And, and, and it does a thing that damages the credibility of this person that she's beating, who you want that person to have some, they, they, do they come back? Do they get a say? I don't take Rhea, Rhea Ripley as seriously because twice in two years, all she does is tap to this woman. She can't beat her. She can't beat her. She cannot. It would be one thing to lose. It's another thing to tap in the middle yet again, yet again. So, no, I'm not a fan of the decision. Uh, I'm not a fan of the way in which it was booked. If you want to have Charlotte Flair win, fine, fine. But the way in which she wins, which matters. Some of y'all are going to say, no, it doesn't matter. I'll point at Oscar and I'll say, hey, 
I said that at WrestleMania, that was the wrong call. That was the wrong call. And time only proved me right because you go, you go, oh no, she won the Raw Women's title. Yeah, and then never defended it until she had to drop that some bitch to Rhea at WrestleMania. But I was right on this one. And I again, I'm happy to once again be right on things like this. I did say all roads lead back to Charlotte by SummerSlam. That is, in fact, a true thing. Um, and uh, you, I was like, yeah, you're not going to prioritize Rhea Ripley. When real, realistically, should, um, they have booked her very, very inconsistently. Uh, outside of whatever her in-ring performance has been, they have booked her in a very, very schizophrenic manner. So they, so I don't think she has a real identity, which is a shame because at WrestleMania the previous year, she was clearly the babyface. She's clearly the babyface. But now they come in and Vince is telling her 12 different things. And you can sit there and say, how do you know? Listen to her interviews. <laughs> Listen to the way in which what she's being told. This she, like it's black and white night and day what she's being told. No, I disagree with it thoroughly. It was terrible. It was awful. You want Charlotte to win? Fine. Not in that manner. And uh, the next the next night, I mean, unfortunately, doesn't really I don't even that's cool. It's a cool moment. Uh, I don't think I, I, I liken it to when CM Punk cashed in against Edge. It's a cool moment. It wasn't nearly as over. Uh, it didn't get nearly the response. And uh, Mickey's push won't be nearly anything. Well, Punk's wasn't. Punk's first run wasn't good. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Nikki. I, I'm, I'm excited for her, man. They, you know, because we always talk about that. Hey, it's, it's, it'd be cool if they like, put the Jets on someone, the, you know, the 50-50 booking, the you know, the, they, they push you, then they cool you off. Hey, they, they're going full. They're going full throttle. No, and, 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 and you got to get credit for that. Um, no, I, I, I dig I, what I, they're you doing. You had a hot crowd. The crowds are back. And you, you know what? Might as well. It was never going to be higher than, the, than what it was. Let me put it that way. I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, mm-hmm. And again, you you know, you, you take the, the title of, some, of uh, someone who is actually a hated heel. And, you know, that's how you make a baby face. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Nikki, right? Um I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, this will help keep on watching her, right? And then eventually she'll get to the point where she is the maybe the baby face that Rhea Ripley was supposed to be and wasn't. Um, we'll see. Again, Rhea, I, she still got a whole lot of time. She's still very young. I do. I have not, no, no disagreements with you. I did think the way that having her tap out again. I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you last year. I told you last year when that happened, I'm like, she's going to suffer for a long time for that. And she did. And she did. I've seen, I, I was I've seen this before. I know how this shit goes. That being said, though, I do think we need to we need it should be noted, and I do agree with you. I don't. I'm not saying this makes up for it, but it should be noted that tremendous match. The quality of the match was incredible. The and match was, to, and, and then I'm saying, dudes, you know, give people uh, credit where credit is due. Shout Flair is that is you know for all the things about about her push and the way she's been treated that I agree with you completely. One of the top tier talents in the female division. She, they cut banger, banger of a match. One of the best Rhea Ripley matches of all time. Uh, it's, it was, it was, it was really, it was really a, good. It was a very good match. Uh, and the finish stunk. Yeah, so, yes. I, I do not, I do not disagree with you. Um, but again, I, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, I think the match went 16 and a half of the 16 and a half, 1650. I enjoyed 16 minutes of it. Yep. Um, and then uh, next up, and then right after that, we had I thought boys, which a match we we knew knew was going to happen, an, an amazing money in the bank match. We knew this was going to be an amazing match two months ago when we started like to see people that were building up, and um, yeah, everybody did their part. Everybody, you know, got a pretty big to a tremendous pop from the crowd. Um, I was happy to see Drew wasn't getting. Oh, there were a few thumbs down during his entrance, but overall, was still uh, treated as a babyface and. Uh, 
you know, thank God they finally found something else with Drew, Drew McIntyre to do with them and then chasing yeah, a get title. get him away and from the title. That's, yeah, yeah, and it's actually a compelling feud, thank yes. God. Um, and, yeah, man, I, Ricochet is fucking incredible. Just yeah. holy shit of a human here's, being. Here's the funny thing about Ricochet. Here's mm-hmm. What's more incredible about Ricochet? His ability to endure or his athletic ability? <laughs> because right now, to me, I think it's his ability to endure. I'm just like, hey, man. Look, I mean, you kind of you kind of you kind of going about it the Kofi route. I can't be mad. It's like, all right, they don't see much in me, but I'm going to maximize these moments. And hopefully within five years, when I'm damn near 40, they they think they got something for me. But uh, yeah, he, I, a big shout to Ricochet, who's just been able to uh, he's been wrestling all since pandemic really started when there was he's just your ability to hang in there more than anything else so when he did that spot at money in the bank i was like that shit is regular for ricochet it's just a, the fact that he got there after all of this like that's to me the amazing thing uh but yeah it's still cool to see because people have to remember ricochet you know he's like 33 34 mm-hmm. which he's still a young guy but he's been doing stuff like that for a very long time absolutely just still again i, I still think probably maybe the best pure athlete in, in all of wrestling just as far as like doing stuff nobody else can do. Uh, warm my heart to hear uh, people cheer for John Morrison. Even though he was supposed to be booked as a heel. That was Johnny Drip Drip, baby. Drip, right. drip. You can't boo Drip Drip. It gets more Drip Drip come in. It get it get moist in the room with Drip Here's Drip. Here's how good Seth Rollins is. He got the people to boo him because yes. Rollins is a goddamn national treasure who's one of the best heels in the world right well, now. Well, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They got they got they booed Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is not a likable person. He's a very good heel because he's not a likable person. Um, he's not affable. He's not engaging. He's not charming at all. Uh, no, he's so, incredibly annoying. Yeah, he's incredibly yeah. annoying. Tremendous, tremendous heel. A great heel. Absolutely perfect heel. I mean, again, the the transitioning from the Monday Night Messiah to the Savior, all doing pandemic. No, he's done. He's done excellent shit. And of course, Biggie hitting big handing on the hateable Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. climbing up, getting the 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 the, the briefcase to a huge pop from the crowd. Yeah, great moment. Um. I think right now he obviously he should have gone for I mean everything in, in storytelling will tell you he she should have gone for Bobby Lashley next night. Obviously that whole thing is on ice right now because we have another feud and other plans for uh, Bobby Lashley. So you know he whatever he caught a promo he got a, a chant and then it kind of uh, went into nothingness on SmackDown, which was uh, SmackDown is still good as long as they're telling good Roman Reigns stories. But I thought this was SmackDown was significantly worse than it has been in the weeks prior. Let's put it that way. Um, and the rolling around, rolling loud, and say that five times fast, uh, experiment did not work as well as I think WWE should have, but I don't think they expected it. I mean, it was just not, you know, it was not uh, made for wrestling, but, you know, I give him props for at least for attempting to outreach. Um, but anyways, Big E is the champion, is a, a money in the bank uh, holder now. I'm excited to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, you know, Bobby Lashley is a, cl- is a clear, clear, clear uh, person that he should go for, in my humble opinion. Uh, yeah, if you can't figure out anything for Bobby, sure, go that route. I would have him hold it and do it against Roman because Roman needs someone. You need a, you need a vaunted baby face um, that you can actually work with. Um, but at the same time, people be like, well, Bobby ha- is under the, he has the same issue um, and they could sit there and be like, well, 
you know, you kind of need to spike the ratings on Raw. There is no indication that Biggie being on Raw will spike the ratings. There's no empirical data to suggest this. There's no empirical data that suggests that it won't happen. However, I do believe that Raw, for better or worse, given the amount of time that it takes and given the day that it's on, it's kind of a, it's, it's, a, it's a time suck. So it's very hard for them to get very, very good ratings. Um, it, it, uh, there's no real proof. The, your, your biggest draw on WWE right now can just hold the line. They don't, the ratings don't necessarily go up or down. They kind of hold the line and your biggest draw while he can now hold the line ratings were dropping for years because of the fact that you just pushed him in such a way that was inappropriate. And it was, and then, and the presentation was wrong. Uh, so ratings dropped ratings actually suffered with that. So I don't think they really have anyone that can really spike a, like a shift upward in a, any meaningful way right now. That is not an indictment on the wrestlers. That is an indictment on the presentation. Um, but I would personally prefer to see let Roman get close to two years. Cause that's what it looks like. They might want to do. And then have like, you know, Big E take it off of him in May. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because they 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 have their bullet points that they want Roman to hit. Roman has to beat Cena. Roman, as we know now, is going to run through Finn. Um, and Roman, they want in some form or fashion Roman to run through the rock. So he's got these check marks that he has to hit with the title to justify how hard they've been pushing him for five years. So, um, but, but I think it means more um, with, with Big E doing it, because quite frankly, you don't have anyone uh, right now who can, who, can, who can sort of do it. No, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't see no, But I think, I mean, they're building up Nakamura for something. Mm-hmm. So I think that at some point, we're going to see Nakamura inserted in there. Um, we'll see. Well, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else either, to be honest with you, on SmackDown side, at least like, readily available but I mean, again they can always build up apollo right they had that face off right before mm-hmm. apollo turned heel that could be a little story they can tell um you can always have jay and jimmy go face and then you know uh, kind of rekindle that to kind of you know to pass the time there's 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 things they can do whereas on raw i mean outside of real maybe they'll do right by damian priest i think damian priest is getting kind of like rekindled uh, and then being put into a few with sheamus which is nice um there, you know, and, and you have an extra hour to fill, as you mentioned on Raw. I don't really know too many guys there. And again, storyline-wise, it just makes sense because um, Bobby Lashley absolutely destroyed Coffee Kingston. I'm yeah, talking about, it. yeah, we had uh, we had a uh, uh, Brock Lesnar uh, beating um, John Cena at SummerSlam type squash yeah. here, uh, which I thought was, I mean, uh, shout out to uh, Coffee. I love Coffee, but I thought this was an excellent decision. And again, with the storyline that they were telling, made all the sense in the world. You can't, you, you can't book it otherwise. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this. I totally loved it uh, from top to bottom. And I'm a, and I'm a Kofi guy. But uh, when you when you've already booked him the way that you booked him the past like two years, I'm kind of like, OK, well, you know, th- yeah, this was a savage, brutal uh, destruction of a former world champion, which is important because Kofi is at that level, but he's not at, at that level. So I thought that was very, very important to see. And it was kind of like, I mean, the storyline purposes of it, it was kind of, you know, New Day poking Bobby and being like, you're supposed to be the man. It wasn't even so much that they were like, you stink, you suck. And they were like, you're supposed to be the best of us, bro. And you out here like this. And Bobby said, you're right, I'm gonna kill you. 
I'm mur- I'm murder you in the ring. I'm gonna do it for seven minutes. I'm making a call. They gonna chant your name. He was over like Rover. I'm he was mur- really over. I'm, I'm he was over like Rover. Wasn't many people more over that night than Kofi was. And my man said, "You gonna you gonna die now? You gonna die? Do you like to die when I murder you?" And I just and I knew because Kofi busted his lip, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no!" And then Bobby proceeded to beat the crap out of him because Bobby Lashley is the most legit guy on the roster. Full stop. Full stop. And anyone who says, no, 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 dude, the guy actually fights for real. Oh, for And he's got who, like, an actually, like who, who make, who, who would you third, argue third, otherwise? Third, well, no, people need to be reminded at all times. As far so as legit? There's he, no, nobody, nobody else. There's no one more Barrett legit. Corbett on is a very distant second. Barrett Riddle is a very distant second, and Riddle is so? a good MMA Corbin, fighter. I, Corbin is tall, played in the NFL, and is a gold glove guy. Yeah, so and, I, and, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. I wouldn't want to Riddle. Be, I, I would get my ass kicked by both of them, but I fuck with with Riddle before I fuck with Corbin. Yeah, because that's fair. Riddle would tap. Riddle would tap you. You'd be like, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like you. I Riddle would, would kick me. He would just kick me. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd yeah. be like, oh, you know what? That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. But yeah, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean. There's nobody on the roster more legit who has that type of pedigree that has that type of resume than Bobby Lashley. You could make the argument if Brock was around, you could say Brock if it made you feel better uh, and that would be fine. But Bobby Lashley's MMA record is far, far, far superior. And you can sit there and say, look at the quality of opposition and you would not be wrong, but I'll take a 15 and two record over a six. Seven and six, six and six with a no contest record any day of the week. So there's that. Uh, so when you book Bobby Lashley in a certain way, bro, yeah, it's gonna be hard, man. Like it's one of those things where, yeah, people are like, well, who's he gonna fight? It's hard for him to fight anyone because he's tougher than everyone on the goddamn roster. And this match was a perfect uh display of that. I thought it was absolutely the right call. Honestly, had Brock done this to Kofi, I would have been okay with it personally. Yeah, completely different. It's, it's so different. Um, two things. And I'm going to do something that you... I'm going to do one of your favorite activities right now. And I'm going to selfishly take it for myself. I'm going to uh, talk badly of uh, old white men. Um, oh, if, you like want proof, if you want proof that Dave Meltzer does not get it, uh, he gave this match two stars. Yeah, which, which is yeah, You don't get it. You don't get it. This was understand. great business. Yeah. This is literally... Um, I mean, this, get is, this is like the beginning of uh, Rocky Three, where Clubber Lang fights, right? It's like, you know, except not with the, with the level of dominance in terms of the in-ring. Yeah, I don't think you get it because you're not, you're looking at match quality. This is excellent. You have bumping, you have selling, you have you have a story being told, you have everything. But again, this, this could is not why, have been better. Yeah, this is why I sit there and say, for some of these people, they are great historians that should be taken seriously because their facts and figures are accurate. That does not mean you then have to listen to their personal opinions, especially when they make money off of this and they have their own self-interest in this. I can safely tell you right now, I am a fan of pro wrestling. I make no money off of it. You know, if you guys keep on listening, then maybe something might change about that. But uh, but yeah, some guys overstay their welcome. Everyone ages out of the thing that they were once very, very relevant and ahead of the curve in. And if you want proof that Vince McMahon doesn't get it, mm-hmm. the fact that he could not get Brock Lesnar and instead went right. with Goldberg, like, well, that's close enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. Not. <laughs> it, not. It, is, it is definitely not. It's the totally I different thing. This is I not. Didn't... You're not gonna fool me. Yeah. Why did you do this? It's I wanted. This is again. This is this is what happens when you order Brock Lesnar and you use the Wish app to get it. You get Goldberg, Oldberg, as it were. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I ah uh, ah, uh, I am not excited for this, man. I mean, it's gonna be fine because I, I, 
the, here's the cool thing. And I will say this. This is like the, the cool thing about bad WWE booking, if that makes sense, is the fact that they got Goldberg. Like, I should know. I should know for a fact that Bobby Lashley is going to destroy Goldberg. Because I, I of WWE booking, yeah, you there's don't always know. a chance that he might win. Yeah, there's that chance, which actually makes it intriguing in a way. That's WWE terrifying. Has, like, I think that's I think that's fucking terrifying. You know how one, like, you know like the the Louis C.K. bit about like I ate my way like back to skinny. Like mm-hmm. this is not, like they like bad booked themselves into a good booking where they've yeah got, they made so many bad decisions with Goldberg's booking where I'm like they might fuck around and like fuck up this Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley reign with and let like, Goldberg win. That it actually makes this compelling. Ironically, I I don't. I'm starting to sweat. I don't like this. I don't like. I don't like where we're going with this. I don't like. I don't like it. But again, Goldberg is uh, more than anything else. He's just unsafe, <laughs> and he's older now. So it's like it's scary to watch him fight anyone because he's he's blown up after a minute and a half. You can say whatever you want to about the Ultimate Warrior, a reprehensible human being that he was, but even he didn't gas up in the ring that quickly that bad didn't end that many careers um almost broke the undertaker's freaking neck the the guy is a hazard in the ring and you have to be someone significantly younger to be in the ring with him to be like i can take care of myself while i'm in there with this guy and um uh yeah i I, oh man uh the idea of him winning is awful. It is terrible. Uh, this should just, he should be a sacrificial lamb to continue to build up Bobby Lashley, especially given the fact that Drew beat him at the Royal Rumble. Um, they do, they always do these weird little things where a guy can just like, it's so strange. A guy like him can just lose, which he should be doing. But every single time you just put him back in the spot to get the title. Hell, he almost broke bray wyatt's neck when he won the title so it's just like um i'm not looking forward to it uh, i think more than anything else from a safety perspective the guy don't got it no no he does not would say this the match with drew was was good yeah it was four minutes three minutes maybe two all all you need to be yeah all Um, you need to do just if you uh, keep it like that i'm good for whatever it's worth man he got a pop can't that that the pop don't lie. No, people it doesn't. Still, no, the is still over. Still but over again, but again, people, fuck with it, but people, people like it. Here's the thing. He's still over. Um, and that's really again, that's a continued indictment on WWE. Yeah. Because because you haven't, because you've had the opportunities to build and keep stars. More importantly, keep stars, and you failed. You failed, you failed miserably at that. Because honestly, Goldberg should not be that over. Um, but you guys are apparently the star makers and you just don't do that. Well, you've, you've dropped the ball too many times on actual bona fide stars that you have to go back to people who are stars somewhere else and, and continue to use them. And Bully Ray said it best. I do agree with this statement. He's like, listen, Bill Goldberg's an old guy who's still really in shape. Vince likes that, especially because Vince is more and more out of touch uh, as he gets older. You're going to look more to things that are familiar to you. You know what I'm saying? So I guarantee you. Goldberg and now like Goldberg, he looks at Goldberg with with greater fondness than he did look at Goldberg 18 years ago when he brought the guy in, because as he's getting older, Goldberg is still something familiar <laughs> and he can still say, oh, well, yeah, that's when we got the, we got the pop brother. We got the, it's good shit. 
So um, it's a real indictment on WWE that it's like, oh, yeah, he's still over. He still gets a pop. He still gets this, that, and the third. Yeah, but it's not the, it's not the right type of pop with respects to the, where the overall product is headed, especially on top. Before we go, we talk about the stars the WWE lost. We got we do have to cover the main event. I thought Roman Reigns and Edge. I enjoyed the match. I thought this was really you know a lot of people didn't like the slow start. Uh, you guys can go fuck yourselves. Uh, you look, look it's wrestling. It's as good. Yeah. This is what heel, good heel wrestlers do. They slow down the match, and yeah. uh, you know that's why you know you, you, there's a reason why you have so many. And and I'm not even necessarily believing it, but a lot of people there's a reason why a lot of people say uh, Randy Orton is one of the best ever. Because you know, as boring as formulaic as Randy Orton matches have gone, the man could draw heat. Yeah. And and you and you heard it. And once the baby face and edge got the pop, people were into it. I, I thought this was a good match. I thought it got a little bit over that's where, where I come in, where I was the time. It got a little bit too overbooked in the end. There was no need for the rap spot and all that. You could have gotten there somewhere else. I know you were building towards Edge and Seth Rollins, and holy shit, that they are they gonna mic. Uh, both of those gentlemen are phenomenal. I cannot wait for their match. Um, but you could have gone there some so, some other way. Uh, I just think my head again. I thought the build was tremendous. I thought that they were they had the amazing WrestleMania match earlier. You know the triple threat. Um, so I just said my expectations were set really really high for this match and didn't quite live up to them. Still a really good match. Still a really good main event. Uh, I thought. Yeah, I think they felt they needed time to tell the story. I think generally, any time, very few people can go thirty plus and make it really really good um to tell this story i thought it was fine i liked the match i thought it was very good um i don't really have too many complaints about roman is going to be roman's very good in the ring but he's going to do what he does to where he sells the moment tremendously and then after the match nothing happened to him uh which is ridiculous uh but i thought it was good i thought they did a very very good job of making it very clear that seth screwed edge and that so him and Roman even had that face to face and and Roman and Rollins was like, it's not for me. This guy's champ right now, which is important to say, because you have to give your baby face it out. When you take them in another direction like that, you have to give them that out to the point that, yeah, we know Edge can beat Roman. Everyone knows it. Everyone, in fact, knows it. Doesn't matter that it didn't happen. It actually did. But, you know, the chicanery. So now we can go on to this other thing and Edge loses nothing. All the while, all it does is, is it continue to establish his Roman's reign because he just didn't lose it. You know, so there you go. Yeah, again, good piece of business. I thought, again, Money in the Bank was just a tremendous show. Um, WWE pay-per-views have been good, I think, for a while now, to be honest with you, regardless of, you know, as up and down as they can be, especially on Raw with the television. I thought, and I thought this was tremendous. Uh, the fans and, ah, oh, man. I, I I missed it. I, I did not give myself give the fans enough credit as far as just like how much they actually make the show. Um, well, I we never had we we never had to before. Yeah. <laughs> we never we it was it was you don't know what you got until it's gone. We had never lived through an era like anything like this. And and let's hope uh, you know we don't have to. Yeah, I don't even want to speak that into existence because you know what? Because <laughs> we are because we are doing so poorly right now. I I, I don't even want to put nothing on that. <laughs> we, we don't have to. We don't have to say nothing else about that. So mm-hmm. I think now that we've uh, we run an hour, we've covered the three big pay per views that we missed. Um, I think the next logical place to go is a uh, go outside the ring. Uh, man, that's uh, let's start off with some news, and then we'll go into a uh, uh, career retrospectives of of two legends. Um, so the outside news, the big news right now is uh, 
So AEW reportedly has signed Daniel Bryan. He's officially, or at least very close to officially, uh, part of the All Elite Wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also rumors that he may or may not have signed CM Punk. Or the way the release, the offer has been made, he may not have signed it. Um, I think it's interesting. I think at this point, AEW is now, if I, I would love to see the financials. I, I believe if I had to guess, they're probably spending as much, if not more, on their roster than WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, listen, you know, for all the criticism, all they're signing to me and WWE guys, look, if you have a chance to sign Daniel Bryan, you sign Daniel Bryan. There's just no, I don't care what your plans are, what you are, you, you, it's with some talent. You 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 get them, and then you you, o- you open you open up that pocketbook, and also <laughs> keep in mind everybody signs someone that was from somewhere else. Of course, okay. If we want to use that logic, we could sit there and be like, oh, "All WWE does is sign Ring of Honor guys," because that would be true. But what's and your and point? TNA guys? Yeah, NTNA guys. What's your point? What's your like? That's not that's bad logic because these guys. Here's the thing: it's very important to remember these guys were stars before they went to WWE. They just weren't WWE superstars, uh, but their name carried real, real weight. And when you get a generational talent like Daniel Bryan, you open up, or Bryan Danielson, you open up that wallet and you say, "How you doing?" Um, that's that's just what you do. That's what you do. There's no there. Can't, and honestly, here's the thing with the, especially because you have a current crop of, crop of guys, uh, legends in this industry um, who, hey, man, they want to wrestle. You know, will some of these guys be world champ at some point? Sure. But for a lot for Daniel Bryan, that's not the prime objective of why he's doing it like that. For some of these guys, some of these guys aren't your mark friends like Triple H and M. Some of these guys aren't obsessed with being champion 37,000 times. Some of, like Edge, he's not obsessed with being champion all the time. He's like, no, I want to come out here, have excellent matches with a new crop of guys, tell really compelling stories and go out the way I want to go out. Some guys are some guys are built different. Some guys are not like, listen, some of you guys, some of you, some of you guys you don't remember, you know, some of you guys, you don't remember guys like The Rock, who was like, didn't really care about that after a while. Or if I have to have it, what's the end game with this? Like when he won the undisputed title and then he lost it a month later to Brock Lesnar. And he said, I know why I'm here. I'm totally on board with all of this. It's fine. So I think some people have the made, they may be having the fear. Oh, you're going to come in and you're going to have the time and you're going to do that thing. And it's like, no, nah, they already got that whole situation sorted, bro. This, this opens up a whole new thing for them and puts new uh, viewers on their product in theory. I, I mean, we'll see. That, that, that would probably be interesting because at this point, and yeah, maybe this is a hot take, but AW, you know, they're still doing good. I mean, they're doing great ratings as far as like, you know, compared to their initial expectations. But I do think it's time to raise expectations for AW. There's just no reason why they shouldn't be matching Raw. There's and absolutely none. And that's what they're shooting for. I mean, they yep. make it very clear. Cody's made that very clear. It's like, look, I have an anxiety about this. This has, this thing has to go in this direction. You know, it just, it just has to. So, yeah, and again, the way they're presenting themselves too, they're like, yo, we are not trying to be them. We are our we're a professional wrestling company. We're a different thing entirely. And um at the end of the day, it's gonna help them get more ratings, and that's what's most important. I mean, bro, having Daniel Bryan in that locker room is just, it's it's invaluable. I mean, this is the same guy who again we got, you know, uh, he, uh, he worked with my fucking blanking on the name. 
not not Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew from Philly, the, the Chicago. Uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. Thank you. Yeah. Could not fucking remember that for the life of me. But he worked with. He, we got a, a great use of Drew Gulak. Uh, Chad Gable was back on television essentially because W because Brian pushed for him. Yeah. Um, you know, although the game Nakamura back, uh, he back hot, getting uh, Cesaro back hot. Daniel Bryan was part of all of those, all, all those moves. Like the reason why SmackDown is in such a good shape now, Daniel Bryan is a huge, huge part of it. Um, he was he was out? He so, was out here doing business with dudes. He was out here tapping the Cesaro on right. TV, bruh. You know what I'm saying? And he'd be like, "Yeah, but Cesaro's a high level grappler. You get locked up with a high level grappler, you go and tap if they get you." You know, uh, yeah, you a lot of you have Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson to thank for that. So there's no re. I mean, goodness gracious, the things that he could do going forward in that environment are amazing. I mean, this is the conversation me you had. I'm the one rekindling it right now because we're already again. This was always going to be a long show, with and I need to do like a theoretical. But um, the debate that me you had as far as like who was the rest of the decade for me it was Daniel Bryan. He went with the 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 long end that you know the long pause they had because of the medical issues i mean he's just so good you know again when we talk about that all around town bro this guy can do everything you need him to be a manager he can be a, the best manager in the world he needs to be a heel he can be the best heel in the world he needs to be a baby face we know nobody has been over this decade he's the most he's the most over baby face of the past 10 years yep. uh the only guy that i could even see who could have who could have maybe come close to matching those heights, but he chose to leave with CM Punk. Um, he could have come <laughs> he close. Might be joining and, yeah, he might be joining him. We, well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely the most over baby face of the past 10 years. Nobody was more over than him. Uh, and WWE managed to fuck that up. Uh, well, no, that was dangerous. No, they, no, they no, gave no, him no, the rest. Come on, they, no, 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 no. They managed, hold on, hold on. You're wrong. They managed to fuck that up all along the way. And then it would have turned into a crossover appeal. They finally had an aha moment. And then they said, okay, then we'll insert him. But they tried to bury him in the months leading up to that. The medical issues were what they were. And that's all fine, well, and good. But then they brought him back again. They did the thing again with him. And then when he came back, he wanted to show his skill set as a real wrestler and be like, I'm not even going to do that shit again until I actually need to do that shit again. Uh, and and he was right to do it. Um, but with Daniel Bryan, the instance of him, that is getting over in spite of a company. Because that guy was sitting here being beat, beat by Kane, by Bray Wyatt, multiple times a week leading up to it. Leading up to it, bro. Nah, you don't hit me with nah. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you beat a guy like that, you're intentionally trying to put them down. You're intentionally trying to sit there and say to them, this guy cannot be at this level. We have different plans for this guy that's lower on the card. But the, the harder fans, they hold did on, that, hold on. the, the more fans, we got behind them. That was part but, of the but, story. But the fans, the fans did. That was not a part of the story. This is where, again, you sit there and you shill. You're incorrect. You sit there and you shill like a woman who needs money and she's working the deuce in the 70s. You shill and you must stop this. It is if you are the same guy who made the same factual statement that said, oh, the authority, they're not faces or heels. They just come in and do what they do. And I was looking at you like you actually think that people believe you when you say this. Meanwhile, all they did was bury talent at their leisure whenever they wanted to. So let's not be ridiculous here. This is what you call, as I said, from the top, getting over in spite of what they do to you. Dolph Ziggler couldn't do that because he wasn't nearly as over. If you beat Dolph enough, we're going to see him as a piece of shit. 
Okay, cool. And it happened in short order. With Daniel Bryan, they could not. Now, this is not to say they didn't have things for him because they understood that he was over. But like, we're going to beat this boy badly. We're going to beat him. We're going to throw him out of the Royal Rumble. One of these things, we're not going to have him. We're just going to continue to disrespect and degrade him. And the fans were like, we will hijack this show if you do not give us this man. And that was not what they planned. They have said as much. They have stated as much. Other wrestlers have stated as much. It's like, yeah, that wasn't the plan at all. That just wasn't. They literally had to have an aha moment where it's on ESPN where they're like, oh, word, we'd like to work with them one day. So I guess this guy's really over then. And thankfully, they had wrestlers like Batista. They're like, yeah, uh, you might want to. Um, I know you brought me back, but it seems as though we're going in this direction. Right. So this was not the, this was not some organic thing that they did on their they did they don't work this way. That, Listen, that that's like that's like sitting there saying not one of the best was WrestleMania thirty not one of the best moments and and so so they got there that's but, it that's but, it. But, but, my point being stop bro, stop you, they stop, got there and stop. furthermore the, the, you're talking about Bray Wyatt loss he lost to Bray Wyatt. we really got to I'll make my point and then we're done uh the the he, he lost to Bray Wyatt WrestleMania I hear 30, this mid yeah mid on Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. And then, right, and then uh, he joined the, the he had to join the Wyatt family. Two weeks or like a week after he joined the Wyatt family was the moment when, like, the moment when, like, we basically started off the race to WrestleMania when he was part of the Wyatt family. I think it was the Usos, if I'm mistaken. They they had a match within uh, the cage match, mm-hmm. and then they lost. He turns back uh, again on them, goes back into full babyface, takes off the the overalls. Does the hands up on the, you know, one of the legendary hands up moments. You know, this is like the peak of his basically popularity was right there. So you cannot tell me this was not part of the plans when he lost to Bray Wyatt. No, 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 it was not. No, 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 it wasn't. They've said, they've literally sat there and been like, yeah, this was just, this stuff just kept on happening. And all of a sudden he's on ESPN. These things are just happening. They're popping off. You trying to give them way too much goddamn credit. And you think bro, these people if, are if much that's smarter that's, than they actually you are. Because, bro, they, if they turn around their direction that quickly in chill, two weeks, like, yo, like they had chill. one idea. And then two weeks later, chill. they were like, it worked. Chill. Did it not work? Chill. Did it not work? Chill. Did I was waiting. Work. I was waiting for your mid. Thank you. That was not mid. Chill. That, that was, was mid. not mid. I that was mid, right. Mike. I you almost right, got through. You almost, that was, that was mid. Hey. You didn't. You didn't have to hurt me like that. You didn't hey. have to. You chose. Hey. You chose violence. You chose it. What was the point? Where we, all right. <laughs> what was the point? Oh, okay. So wait. Okay. So we might. So we might have. So Daniel Bryan appears to have signed. CM yeah. Punk might be signing. I, honestly, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, CM Punk is a guy whom, uh, while I, I tremendously, tremendously, really dig and and dug him at the time, I am not going to discount. His injuries, not so much his age. He's not that old with the current landscape of who works on top in professional wrestling. His injuries concern me a lot more. I mean, him being 44, uh, Cena's 44, Lashley's 45. Like that, you know. Uh, he ain't, he, you know, he, Park is he, not Cena or Lashley, man. They, they, uh, no, no but, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, um, well, yeah, he's not no more. He's been away for so long. And, and generally when you get older, you know, are you, are you willing and able to take those bumps? And who knows if he does sign, he may not be, it may not be in a wrestling capacity, might not need to be. Um, but, uh, once again, the internet is talking. I, I think the reason why I say, 
uh, I'll believe it when I see it, is the source. And he's constantly talked shit about that source. He's constantly rebuked claims they've made about him. So, uh, you know, he this is a source that he has taken a dump on numerous times. I'm not about to believe them just because they started saying words when I'm like, he don't like y'all. He likes to say that y'all's wrong about him all the time. And then times proves time proves that he's actually correct uh, in this regard. Um, so there's that. Uh, we also have Karrion Cross debuting on Raw. His presentation was automatically worse than it was on NXT. Uh, the entrance was terrible. Uh, there's no Scarlet. Uh, everything he that he did. The, yeah, I watched the Pula version, every, so I didn't yeah, even see the entrance. Everything on the Pula version, he been getting entrance. Everything he did was terrible. And then he lost in under two minutes to Jeff Hardy. I was very happy that I got to hear Jeff Hardy's proper theme music. Um, I think in that moment, Vince very clearly was like, here's what I think of this. So there's that. Uh, and on the flip side of that, Finn Balor uh, returned to Raw, or not Raw, I'm sorry, SmackDown. Uh, his presentation was immediately terrible. Uh, did not like it because I wanted the Prince and I got the same Finn Balor that was there before he left when realistically I wanted the pointing. I didn't need the, yeah, da, da, yeah. I didn't need that. Give me the one and the point and the Prince and the real rock and roller. I got none of that. I got the same guy and I know why I got the same guy. I know why the same guy was put there because they said, cut all that stuff out. You're going to do this stuff that you was doing in 2018 here. And that's where we're at. I think, no, I disagree with you on the, on, 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 uh, on the, the Finn Balor point. You would be. No, but he doesn't. He especially the second week. He didn't smile. He didn't do any of his dumb smile. He did the more aggressive stomping. The all the stuff. He did plenty of pointing. Uh, if that's your thing, uh, I think it was the second weekend. He was more aggressive. I did not see him flash his dumb smile at any point. And we got. And they even said he got the whole Prince thing. Um, so, well, I think I think they're trying to split the difference between the two characters. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, but uh, I do think the. So I don't know. I'm still hopeful. Let's see. Let's see what what the the promos are like. Let's see what he's in the ring with. Um, Roman Reigns and what that looks like. Um, right now, it looks to me like they're, like I said, splitting the difference between the two. But especially in the second week, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more hopeful. And also, I'm just happy to see him on on, on television. I do think he's oh, that thing. That's that's never going out. I'm sorry, the, the fans. No, are it's in, not. But you don't got to. And that's you, you don't got to do it every time. You got to make this happy. So it's not. It's not. You don't even got to. You don't even got to do that every time. You don't gotta you, do that. Hey, it's going. It, it ain't going nowhere, buddy. It's not going <laughs> if nowhere. The fans are, if the fans are with it, no, I agree. It's, it's no, happening. you're you're right. You're right. You're right. But no, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed from Bell's presentation. Um, I, I obviously I don't think anybody with 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 a brain can can uh say they liked the presentation of Karen Cross and Raw. That's certainly not the way you present your NXT champion if you're trying to make it worth something. Um, no, that's how you I'm, present your that's how you present your NXT champion when you try to say something without saying something. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's 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 what that was. So that's very intentional. We'll see um, what they. I I, I, I I listen. I look. I understand what you're going to say. We will see where they are going. You are correct because we have no choice to. What I'm saying is this does him no favors, no. not in the short term, this was not, good. Not, not in the long run. Um, I don't think you're going to turn Jeff Hardy. So uh, so um, to do that in such a way in two minutes that all you're telling me is I don't need to watch this guy on Monday nights. And then you bring him to Wednesday night in an alternate universe. Oh, no, it's not. They're chaining Hardy's name during the, the whole thing. And you got to reshoot some shit uh, to do this. You don't do anything like that unless you're just trying to say something without saying words. And to I book agree. it in that way is just to book it in that way. And, that, and that's fine. If that's what they There's think. There's one thing they can do, which, I, again, I want to see. Because, so Jeff Hardy is a babyface who won by cheating. Mm -hmm. He'd be the heel by cheating. Uh, if you are a proper heel, you come back next week and you destroy that person. 
So if Kevin Cross is on back on Raw and he destroys Jeff Hardy, I'm like, okay, I, I, I that's not bad. That's still so, not that's so, not the way I would have presented him. But I'm like, okay, so I, I want, but again, I want but, to... but, but no, but I agree with you. For the most part, I agree with you because you don't have to put yourself in the hole. It's almost like when comedians say they get on stage like, uh, I want to start off with a bad joke and put myself in the hole and see if I can dig my way out. You don't have to do that. There's or you can just not do that and there, there, and, there, and there just is, have a great set. There is one you of these just situations. Bring him in as the way you did with with, with um, uh, Kevin Owens when he was NXT champion, make him seem major from day one. Could have done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but why do something that makes sense? Uh, I think I, I would go onto YouTube if I were you, and I would check out. Um, I would check out. I would just type in Karrion Cross versus Jeff Hardy. The whole thing was terrible. Watch his entrance. It was bad. Um, the the things that they had him do, and then afterward they're asked to do an interview with him. He's like, Jeff Hardy is gonna fall and pray. It's like, what the what is that even? I get it. It's the theme song, but that means nothing in the context of this person who just beat you. You mean they're gonna go to church? They're going to go to a Baptist church and get on their knees in the pulpit and pray. Okay. I didn't know that Jeff was a man who had religion, but nevertheless. Okay. So I just think that, um, uh, first impressions matter. And as we know, truthfully, there are a lot of people that just don't watch NXT and all they watch are the two shows. So a lot of people, that's how they're being in. That's the NXT guy. Okay. Word. And, 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 and that's, and that's that. And you don't do that unless you're trying to be openly harmful of one of your champions. I agree. No, again, they, I, I, my argument was never that this was good. And I don't want you people to listen to or, or, or following us on Twitter to think that I'm saying this was good. My argument is this might not be a, that bad. I don't think he's being buried. It's not like Jeff Hardy being clean or anything. But no, this is no way. This is not This is not good shit, pal. No, it's this not. Is not we, this is and, not a good business. And really quickly, we do have to. We got to hit Fighter Fest real quick. We got to do it. We got to do it. Oh my God, do we do we it? We yes, we do. This, uh, listen, let me just let me show. let me get. What, listen, Fest hold on. One, right? hold, yes, that, well, hold the, on. Wait, wait, hold on. No, hold on. We missed two weeks, so let me run through this. Let me run it down, okay? Let me just run it down. I'll run down night one. We can be brief about it. John Moxley defeated Carl Anderson in a great <laughs> opening match for oh, yeah, the United yeah. States Championship. Uh, liked it. Thought it was very good. You had Ricky Starks defeat Brian Cage for the FTW World Championship with Powerhouse Hobbs and Team Taz turning against uh, Brian Cage. Very happy for Ricky Starks more than anything else. I just hope that his neck is good and he's ready to go in that regard. Christian Cage defeated Matt Hardy. Uh, I think this is Matt Hardy. Unnecessary in 21st century, but go ahead, keep going. I thought it was I thought it was Matt Hardy's best match in years. Uh, best singles match in years that shows the, the strength of Christian Cage. Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Utah. Uh, I thought I like that. Guy. Uh, yeah. I really like that guy. He's been I, my uh, he's he, here's how bad AW was this week. He was my highlight of this week's AW because right. the this week's AW sucked balls. It was so, terrible. So, so, uh, I like Wheeler Utah. Sammy uh, doesn't really sell anything, but he's young and he's very popular. Uh, Yuka Sazaki developed, defeated Penelope Ford. That was cool. Darby Allen defeated Ethan Page in a hell, hell of a, hell of a main match. That's the one a thing about AW I will not speak badly off. Last two weeks have been great main events, mm -hmm. as well as this week's uh, John Moxley versus Lance Archer. That was a hell of a main event. Yeah. I as, a, as far as death matches go, I think I like the better than the Kenny Omega Semi Callahan one. Yeah, um, I agree on that but one. But the rest of the rest of AW this week was ass. You gotta, you gotta, Bro, you, you gotta let me go through it. Go you gotta let go me ahead. go through it. It's very important. Chris Jericho defeated Sean Spears in an opening match. I like the ass. match. 
I like the match. Um, uh, the entire then, thing is ass. I don't, I don't want to see Chris Jericho wrestle five times in a row in a match well, where I know he's going to win. I don't need that, it. And that's, Chris and that's Jericho, fine. It's not, it's not compelling to me as a wrestler. And that's fine. Also, and I, don't, that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Let's not pretend any gauge is worth something. I know he's had a show. Well, on that's. The, I but like, and, can you can you let me? Ahead. That's the thing. You got to let. So then MJF says you're going to fight Nick Gage uh, the next week. Don't care about that. Don't need to no. see it. But in I a way, don't they, I don't need to see fucking what. Uh, God damn it! I had, I had, you 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 ruined my flow. What the fuck is the the? Uh, I don't need to see a less original New Jack with no promo skills. Sorry, yeah, don't, or, need, don't need Nick Gage in my life. I think I think it's one of those situations where this is how you get Jericho to beat a guy who's not one of your guys. Uh, having said that, whatever. Doc Gallows. You don't need to tell that story. I don't need to fucking see Chris Jericho wrestle five times in matches that I know he's going to win. Chris Jericho is not a compelling guy in the ring anymore. He's 50 yes. years old. My, he moves like he's 50 years old, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to DDP so, Yoga. So, Bro, so, I don't need to see a 55-year-old blowing man wrestle five times in a row. So, in matches so, here's, so, here's, win. So, so here's the thing, though. It's a bad uh, story. He still, he still has the ability to show different and he still has the ability to prove you wrong i don't think he will but he definitely has that ability because of the 30 years that he's because this is not the first time that we've thought chris was washed this just might be the time where we're right <laughs> so so there's that enough, um so you know so you had uh you know doc gallows defeating frankie kazarian i do like frankie being the elite hunter don't really like the decision but that's fine you had darby no, no 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 we're gonna you you wanted this I yes, just, I was I going to because we have a lot to talk about. I did. The dynamite episode this week was ass. But and you've already said that. Well, but already, you've already said that. You've no, no, no. And I'm, I'm going to break it down. Why? Okay. Frankie Kazarian, his whole thing, his whole gimmick was boom, I attack when nobody sees me. I'm, I'm a guerrilla warfare guy, right? Why do you put him in a one on one match? Why do you have him then lose a one on one match to a guy who's attacking specialist who gains nothing by beating him? You just I, have a, a month long storyline. Yeah. And in, the, in a whimper. This is some. This is the shit. If the WWE did this, the internet would fucking shun them. Deserving is so. No, you're lying. You're lying. you're lying. You're lying. You're not. What do you mean? Honest. You're having a visceral. Ass, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ass. Hold on. Hold on. As much as you show for WWE, you're having very visceral reactions when you would never do this with WWE. So that's the first thing. WWE. No, WWE's done worse things, and you have never that had this visceral well, reaction. We have it defended. Okay, so moving forward. Podcast. Moving. Don't, don't, moving don't, forward. don't bring up. Don't bring up personal conversations now. No, move. No, no. You're just not doing it. You're you're having intense visceral reactions about a thing when you've been actively given a worse product before. And I'm like, yeah, this just wasn't their best episode of television. But we still have to get through it for the sake of continuity because we ain't done this in three weeks. So you have Darby Allen uh, defeating Wheeler, Utah. I really like Wheeler. Uh, I think he's really so good. He's the uh, highlight of the show. Yeah. So but now we get to talk about the thing that actually I think needs to be talked about. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeating Nyla Rose. Ooh. And I was Ooh. afraid that I would feel this way, Mike Alloy. Ooh. When they turned Britt heel, I said this is the best thing for her because in ring, she wasn't ready yet. So they, so her being a heel and her getting to slow things down and her not having to do as much was really helping her. I think also at the same time, she was just in the ring with much better people. And in the matches where she wasn't in the ring against better people, the matches were kept incredibly short or they were gimmick matches like the match she had with Big Swole. Uh, AEW did this weird thing where, like I said, after that unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa, where Thunder Rosa won, and then you just didn't see Thunder Rosa, and then they had Britt Baker in the ring, like she was the woman who won the match. I was like, something wrong is happening here. And every step of the way, they've done this weird thing where she'll cut a heel promo, 
everyone cheers her. She's not really a heel. And now you put the belt on her. You make Akarashita tap to her. Now you put her in the ring with Nyla Rose, and it's not working. It's not working. Ooh, that was rough. That was a rough watch. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that was not good. Again, in the bad episode of Dynamite, this was the bottom of the barrel, baby. Mm-hmm. This was, oof, this, this match was, how long was the match? It felt it was 20. 12 minutes and 11 it felt, seconds. It, I felt like it was full 20. And that's all I'm going to say. Shout out to, listen, Vicky Guerrero's, the, the little Guerrero spot they did, that actually made me like, I, pop is, it made me come alive. As I, <laughs> as I, was, as I was comatosing during the, just, I, I can't even say there was a botch fest, man. I don't know what the fuck was going on in the ring. It was, it was, it was, it was not bad. good. You had two people whom needed a better person in there to direct the flow of the match. Yep. Britt still has a long way to go. That's not a knock. That's sometimes you just I, need more. I just think that, um, I think as you proceed to give her more time and you now make her the face of the organization, while it seemed like we were going in that direction anyway, very organically, I'm not saying it wasn't the right call. You'd already done all this work to get there. I just don't know if we're seeing the, well, no, if we're seeing the payoff. I think the best match that she, that we can say that she's had aside from Thunder Rosa has been to Carl Shida. And now she's having to carry the ball. And I think that um, these matches require her to work more time against people that sometimes are greener than she is. And that's not going to be a recipe for success. So I think if you book her, you kind of got to book her quick. I, I, I think, you know, because when she was a baby face, it wasn't working because she was bad. She was very bad in the ring. And the turn was very, very essential because she got to switch everything up. I think you got to get back to really having her heel. You got to, you got, she got to be a heel and you got to develop other, other, some of these other things over time, or you're going to have uh, rough pieces of business like this going forward. And I know that professional wrestling bookers and promoters want to be right. WWE has taught me this. They want to be right. And only companies like ring of honor, who's who's had literally they make decisions based on their sales far more comparatively than these other companies do so i've seen ring of honor make decisions that were purely because this person is not a draw and that's kind of what we need aw i don't know if they'll do that but i know these guys want to be right about Britt baker and that is understandable at the same time if the title run ain't working after three months you might have to think about doing some things that's all i'm saying because you still got other people in there who might be able to fill that role a bit better. You have Serena Deeb, one of the best wrestlers in the world, best female wrestler in the world, without question, bar none, full stop. Um, so <laughs> from there, we have Orange Cassidy with Chris Statlander defeating The Blade in eight minutes and 37 seconds. Okay, that is a thing that we chose to do. And uh, the match that actually really mattered, uh, <laughs> Lance Archer defeated John Moxley in a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship in 13 minutes and nine seconds of, again, this is one of those situations where they cashed in, they cashed in at the right time for Lance Archer. And, uh, you know, Johnny made him look like a star because he is. And that was a brutal piece of business. Uh, I think I even preferred this one over the Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan match, even though I liked it. uh, I like both of them. This was just so insanely brutal to me. Yeah, no, really good. Again, you can't say nothing about the uh, AW main events, man. They they build them up and they and they always deliver. Uh, I thought Darby Allen's we didn't get a chance to talk about, but Darby Allen versus uh, Ethan Page was just I can't even say it's star making at this point because Darby was already a star before that coming into it. But man, he like just keeps elevating profile and the fact that he wrestled the week after mm-hmm. on, on a very it's a very stacked roster roster yes. now. So yeah. the fact that he gets back to back matches, they know they know he's one. This is one of the money guys now. Yeah, uh, they they so definitely know. And but to say all that, you're correct. 
this was a very underwhelming week of professional wrestling on AEW. Uh, having and said, and on, and, and on Raw, I mean, well, also and on SmackDown, it wasn't it wasn't a great week, but no. SmackDown wasn't bad. Uh, it was just like, okay, it's this is this is fine. This is a good thing. After just, it was just so excellent last week. Yes, yeah. For this week, it was just like, oh, this yeah. So, but again, here's what I will say: in Raw's case, Raw gotta figure it out. Uh, they got it. They got it. And again, it's like, it's hard. It's just like, you got to, but they can't, they can't, we know why they can't, <laughs> they just can't. So raw, you have to endure or watch later. Uh, SmackDown will be cool. That's that's If you got the time, it's a cool thing to do and watch before you go out for your Friday night festivities. It is uh AW that generally on Wednesdays gives you a lot of fun. This week was not that week, uh, for the fun. Uh, they could not do it. Uh, but Fighter Fest one, I think, was so awesome that I was like, I don't think they can beat that one. For NXT, might have had the best show of the week. Fucking the main roster booking, be damned. Uh, I'm still enjoying the 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 again Samoa Joe. Since, ever since Samoa Joe came in, I thought he elevated NXT. Man, I, I, I actually they they as much as Raw has tried to ruin the storyline for me, I'm still into Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Uh, don't worry, they have more time to try. Oh, I know, I know. I'm sure, I'm sure. By the time we get the takeover, I, I won't care. But uh, for now. Um, Oh, and uh, I was going to give a shout out. I think maybe my favorite match of the week, man, as much as, as far as I can tell, just genuinely the match that I enjoy. I thought Kyle Riley and Austin Theory put on a banger, man. I really, really like that match. I, I thought I, they did yeah. a hell of a job. I think that uh, I like the ending. I like the finish. I like the knee off the top rope onto the knee and that thing. Um Yeah, something. So I think that and I'll be able to dissect this later. I like Austin Theory. Uh, I do like Kyle O'Reilly. I think there's just a bit of a disconnect there for me. I think with some of this stuff, I think with the with a lot of the overall presentation of NXT and their wrestling, it's very choreographed. So, um, which uh, all across the board, a lot of pro wrestling is now, right? There's not nearly as much calling in the ring. This is fine, um, but there's an organic feeling about it that is ju- that just does not translate well over for me with NXT, especially with Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly in this inc- current incarnation. Uh, there's a disconnect that I have there with him that I did not have in Ring of Honor. So that's but that but but let me say also, I understand that is mine and that is not representative of Kyle O'Reilly. But there's a there's a thing there. I think Austin theories continue to develop very, very well. Obviously, they have big long term plans for him across the board. Very, very young guy. And if he can stay out of trouble, he'll be just fine. Yeah, uh, I thought Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez was uh, was fine for what it was. Um, a little weird finish they brought up during the whole injury thing, and then well, I mean, I, it's, it's a good way to get heat on on yeah. Raquel, which is always good. And you know, she's your dominant heel champion, so you got to keep her keep her hot, keep her you know mean and angry, and that, but also dominant at the same time. So I thought that was pretty good, um, if nothing spectacular. I think uh, generally, I just have again just the same as AEW. I have really high expectations for NXT main events. Uh, this one didn't quite deliver. Um, you also, think- but you, but you had, but you had the real upset of the week. You had Drake Maverick defeating the million dollar champion LA Knight, who honestly, like that was great. And then his interact, the stuff that him and Cameron are doing is really, really cool. I can't wait to see how that pans out. Eli is ready for the main roster. We know this. That whole, um, that whole, ro- the whole, the whole feud. I don't know what you yeah. call Act is ready for yeah. Cameron. You can put Cameron Grimes. And um, and and uh, L A Knight, you got me saying L A Knight. L A Knight on Raw tomorrow, and they'll be like with yeah. the most entertaining thing on Raw. They're yeah. ready. They're main yep. roster ready. They're, Everybody they're ready. Get it. You don't need too much explanation. This yep. isn't like some deep thing. It's you have one guy who's just a, who's a, who's an asshole and mm-hmm. and, wants to, and you know has the a butler 
who is like a cool baller who's also just as rich as he is but he's forced to be his baller and he is uh like you know just cannot be embarrassed because he goes where he comes from it's, My hope, it's yeah He's yeah, rich. He's a he's a rich guy. It's an Adam Sandler movie, like yeah, for real, you know? Like yeah. it, it, and and there was a reason Adam Sandler movies do billion dollars, you know, in the yeah. box office. Man, people get it. And it ain't that deep. I think. Uh, I think. I, I'm. I'm hoping. Hopefully, I hope this is just a thing that they do before they go to the main roster. Both of them. If I'm being honest with you, Eli's ready now. Um, he's at the age where it's like we got to start doing things now. He's in great shape. He's tremendous. Cameron Grimes has proven historically over time. Whether he's Trevor Lee in, in Impact or Cameron Grimes in, in NXT, he has proven he will make anything work. Bro, Those two guys been, are main roster ready. My man has yet to win a few in NXT and his profile keeps on rising. Keeps on rising. Yeah, he's the, yeah. He's the, uh, he's the guy to the moon. To okay, the so moon. we so okay, we have, that was an hour 40. That was hour 40. Yeah, yeah. well, that's we what did, happened. We did the thing. We did the thing. That's what uh, happens. Let's do the match of the weekend. Let's uh, let's get out. We have no time for uh, for John Cena's Instagram. Why would you want him? Why, well, why yeah, just he's already back. It. Oh, can I just say one thing? Last thing I will say, yeah. John Cena. Uh, we can debate this later. Uh, nobody controls the crowd like John Cena does. Sorry, there's a reason he was a star. You can argue about his push, argue about all all things about you know how you know did WWE over push him? Was it was it good bad business? That he, as of right now, nobody in the world of wrestling commands uh, a crowd. The way John Cena does, and that's it. That's it. That's my comment. Uh, oh, also, I told you, I told you, I was right. I was right, and I, I want to you for you to say I was right. I told you Roman was going to cut an awesome promo on John Cena, and it was going to be great, and it happened on SmackDown. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah you're Thank right. You. He's, he's he's actually he's actually able to like sort of say more of what he wants to say now. Uh, it's amazing what can happen when you're not micromanaged. It's as okay. if you can just be good because you're good. Now, my match of the week, I want to take it all. I'm going to take you guys back. I want to go back to WCW Beach Blast 1992. I want you to watch Sting versus Cactus Jack in an Falls Count Anywhere's match. This is one of my favorite Sting matches of all time. Sting was WCW World Heavyweight Champion at the time, and him and Cactus Jack put on a particularly awesome crazy match this was one of the i think this was really my first match of being like who is this guy uh cactus jack i'd seen him before uh under like some different names like jack foley and whatever else but like this is my first time being like this crazy guy keeps on attacking sting keeps on ddting sting and it's getting out of control and these two <laughs> these two had an amazing match uh i know for a fact cactus jack got a concussion in this match it's only 11 minutes and 24 seconds, and it's worth every single minute of it. Please check it out. Oh, hell of a match. One of, yeah, a, a, a legendary match. On that. And when people talk about uh, Cactus Jack being in WCW, this is kind of like the, the, the highlight of, of his time there. Yeah. Uh, for myself, one thing we did not unfortunately get a chance to do this week, and uh, we just, again, we went out for you. We just ran out of time. We didn't get a chance to uh, talk in depth about the careers of Terry Funk and uh, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, we got time or, next so week. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll do it next week. I, I do want to say that my match of the week is um, probably the most, the biggest match when uh, when Mr. Prolander was at, at his most popular. Uh, his one-on-one -on -one feud versus Hulk Hogan, I thought it was a tremendously built feud. He Basically, they teamed up, then they broke up. He started calling himself uh, the real Mr. American. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pretty much stole his music. Uh, he got Bobby Hino on his side. Bobby Hino, by the way, a national treasure. Um, and they this was all a build. To a huge uh, main event. As a matter of fact, the event was called the Big Event. It happened uh, at the time there was no SummerSlam, so this was kind of like the uh, predate SummerSlam happened. 
August 28th of 1986 in Toronto, Ontario. Um, one of the, again, just as far as like, hey, Fuse that made a ton of money. Uh, this is one of the money feuds of the 80s. Was Hulk Hogan was on off. I was so good. Wrestling Observer had to name it the feud of the year. And they yep. did not like Hulk Hogan. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Um, so, yeah, this was just a, a tremendous piece of business. If you guys can look, look at the um, the entire feud and look at the, the promos they cut against each other, it was it's just good 80s wrestling. But the main event itself, especially for the crowd, and you can like hear the pop when Hulk Hogan comes in and when he hits the uh, the move, the one, two, three, it's it's the, the height of the Hulkamania, and it couldn't have been done without the Mr. Wonderful Pro Orndorff, who was a tremendous, tremendous heel at the yes. time and the foil. Yes, please, please check that out. I mean, Mr. Wonderful literally left a part of himself in that feud, literally. So please give it a watch. And uh, I think that's us. We basically gave them a movie. Yeah, this was it. They could have. Yeah, I, I hope time well spent, man. I hope, yeah. uh, hope I hope you guys have long road trips coming up. I hope I hope we are able to uh, to soundtrack uh, something epic uh, with ourselves. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been fun for me. We'll be back next week. Promise. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. Be safe out there.